Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Michael, there we go. All right, so Butch Light on draft in the game. You in? I'm in. Let's do it. Hey, uh, how, you, no. how you been, man? I'm good. How about yourself, man? I'll tell you what, you're you're doing well because things are going well up in Muncie, right? Well, we we uh, we've got a very inexperienced team that is growing up um, and getting better each day. They've been fun to work with. Um, we we got we got a long way to go, and and uh, we got two big games here before Christmas, and then then hop into our conference season. But um, you know we've we've dealt with some different things. We've had some injuries, but we've had different guys step up along the way, and um, you know we've competed fairly well um, for the most part. I think one of the things, Michael Lewis, that had to be a challenge, and I wanted you to kind of address it, was. You know, we oftentimes look at teams in November and we expect that team to be exactly what we're going to see in March, right? And there's a process that goes with it. That, to me, seemingly would really have been the case for you this year because probably more so than other years with Ball State basketball, like you really had to kind of learn your roster throughout this first 10-game process, right? Yeah, and I think we're going to continue to learn it. You know, like when, you, when you've when you got the, the amount of inexperience that we have um, – you know, guys are going to grow and develop and catch on to different things at different times. And, um, you know, so, you know, and I think any team, like you, you don't want to look uh, in March, what you look like in November. Right. I mean, that's, that's not the sign of a good basketball team, you know, but that's part of being a beauty. The beauty of being a fan is, is you get, you get to expect those guys to be able to play at a national championship level in November. It's not quite that way. And uh, our guys are going through, it. we got young guys that are, um, you know, in college for the first time, they're taking finals for the first time. They've been away from home for the first time. And, um, you know, you just, you know, I, I said yesterday in an interview, like you can't shortcut success. It kind of, it, it, it takes what it takes and there's, there's no way around it. Our guys are in the middle of, of learning that and, and they're growing up and it's been a, it's been a fun group uh, to work with. Um, there's just a lot of up and down because of the, the inexperience, but our guys have um, obviously with our record more times than not figured out how to compete. You know, one thing you're not doing a lot as a team is fouling. And, and I look at that and, and I say that that seems like, I, I guess, maybe a, a, a discipline aspect of it. Is that is that right? I mean, in other words, like, do you feel like your guys are, do you have a disciplined team, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, I, I know what you're trying to ask. I, you know, I think one of the most physical teams I've ever been a part of were, were some of those Butler teams um, that I was an assistant coach on, and, and we fouled you on every possession, uh, but we, we didn't get called for many fouls. And, and I think, um, you know, I, I think there's a way to defend. I think there's a way to impose your physicality into a game um, where you're you're a physical defensive team, yet um, you don't you don't make the undisciplined fouls. Like, you know, when 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 we go to get a you know a steal. Um, we try to teach go with two hands, you know, because just your, your human eyes, when you, when you reach in there and you're slapping down with one big swinging arm, like it's human nature to, to call that a foul, right? When you're, when you're in position and you're, and you're reaching in there with two hands, you try to get two hands on it. It just doesn't quite look the same as with that big left arm swinging down, slapping, slapping on a loose ball. Um, you know, when you, when you're in the paint, you know, we want to be very physical, obviously with some of the new rules um, that are in place. Like we, we don't, uh, we've kind of gone away of teaching the art of taking a charge. 
um, because of the new rules um, that are in place. And, and we try to, we try to beat you to a spot and then, you know, use the, use the verticality. And, um, you know, so we try to teach some of those things from a defensive standpoint to, to kind of keep us uh, out of foul trouble. And uh, we try to utilize getting to the foul line offensively. And then we try to, uh, try to be strong and disciplined, kind of what you're alluding to a little bit on the defensive end, where we're not, um, you know, just giving up, you know, silly points and easy baskets. Now, I'd like to know this. How do you foul as a team and not get called for it? There's got to be a secret magic to that, right? Is there like an uh, art we, of the foul? Is no, that what it is? We can't give it all up here. <laughs> it's, it's not me and you just sitting there having a beer. Like, this is real now, you know? So, no, I, yeah. I think, I mean, I think everybody just, you know, they, they know, like, you, you got to be able to, you got to be great uh, in your your position defense. You got to be quick your rotations. Um, you know you've got to know you know when to go after it, when not. You just got to be smart um, and di- and disciplined in, in how you how you defend. And um, we're not exactly where I want to be yet, but we're getting better. Hey, Coach Lou, it's Brendan. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. First of all, glad you brought up uh, the Butler days because of course you were there when I was a student. But about coming up this weekend in the Indy Classic, I know you've. Had a lot of fun moments inside Gamebridge Fieldhouse or then Baker's Life Fieldhouse Barlow beating the Hoosiers on that last second shot. But coming up this weekend, it's Indiana State. I actually just had them for TV play-by-play. I had the game against Southern Indiana when they put up, uh, you know, 98. Uh, so what stands out about the Sycamores to you? I mean, they're uh, they're unbelievably um, very efficient, um, good offensive team. You know, I, I think, you know, they – they uh well I, I, they're what the number one effective field goal percentage uh, yep. team in the country um they what what really stands out to me is is how easily they move the basketball they pass the basketball they share the basketball they're averaging over 18 assists a game i believe um very willing passers they understand who they are what they're about what they're looking for um it's it's fun to watch um, you know, if, if I were to sit down and, and watch a college basketball game, like, and they're on, I'm going to watch them just because I think, um, you know, you can learn from them, um, just how, how they play offense. Their spacing is outstanding. Now, obviously when you put five guys on the floor that can all shoot f- over 40% from three, it helps your spacing, right? You, I mean, you can't space the floor if you don't have quality shooters. They have that. And then, you know, I think they, they trust each other. They've, they've played with each other and they, they understand, um, you know, ball movement. They 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 and people movement. Uh, they're just very efficient in what they do. It's not a bunch of fluff. Uh, they get right to what they're trying to attack. They put you in tough spots to defend. They play fast in transition. Um, they're just a very very disciplined uh, offensive team. Um, that you couple that with a, with a very high skill level, um, and they're really difficult to defend. Me all of them. Michael Lewis is our guest. Right now, Ball State standing 8-2, and two, winners of three straight. Indiana State, as Brendan just mentioned, coming up on Saturday, that game, 145. Coach, I'm curious, you know, throughout, maybe it's through this three-game streak, your two losses to Little Rock and Evansville. Was there a specific game so far in the first 10 where from the sidelines you realized or had the epiphany that you were watching what you needed to know to learn the most about your team? Was there a specific moment where you said – now I have a better idea of what and where my team is. Well, I, I don't know if that's particularly happened yet. Um, you know, we, we've we've had some injuries. Um, that's kind of we've we've so we've plugged some people in. Some guys have have taken some huge strides. Um, but but I I do think um, a little bit like what you're alluding to um, when we played Bellarmine here at home. Um, we we played really well. 
Um, and, and I felt like it was um, as good a job as we had done up until that point of uh, following a defensive game plan and, and really putting in some things that, that we wanted to accomplish um, and taking away what Bellarmine liked to do. I thought we followed it up fairly well, especially the second half uh, in our last game uh, last Sunday against SIUE. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're getting better. Um, I wouldn't say we're where I would like us to be. I'm not sure anybody would, but uh, we are getting better. And I think this team has, has made some outstanding strides in becoming um, who they would like to be. Um, and that's, that's being a team that go out and compete each night. You know, your roots run deep. I, I think a lot of people, Michael Lewis, head coach at Ball State, you know, they say, okay, well, you know, he, he was an assistant at Butler and he played at IU. Perhaps people may not realize the, the roots in which your family runs with the IHSAA and just young people and the development of young people in general. Um, what does it mean to you to be able to provide the opportunity to learn and play the game of basketball at a school in the state of Indiana and with a roster made up of kids predominantly from Indiana and just kind of carrying on the legacy of your family's footprint towards athletics for young people in this state? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, if I, if I look back and, all right, how did I, how do I, how do I get here? How do I become the head coach at, at Ball State? And, and you look back on um, the different things that I've been through in my, in my journey and the number of people that have helped me. Um, you know, now I'm just simply in a position to, to do that in return. And I think, um, you know, I think you and I have talked about it before. Like, I, I believe athletics and, and a competitive environment is the greatest teaching tool um, for young people that there is because you have to deal with all the things that, that come up through competitiveness. Like, you, you deal with losing. You deal with adversity. Um, you know, you, you, you understand – you learn very quickly what it takes to be successful. Like our five freshmen right now are learning that what they did in high school is no longer good enough, that they've got to go about things differently and how do they overcome those things. And you've got to have the, the mental discipline and the mental toughness to, to be able to accomplish things that are really difficult. Um, and then you've got to be able to do it again and again and again uh, to achieve the, the success that you want. And we get to use a game to teach life lessons. Like, you know, we, we lost on the road and I'm, I'm looking out over a group. I got a bunch of mopey faces. Now I don't want a team that's happy when they lose, but you know, we moped around for two days and it was like, listen, fellas, like losing a basketball game is not going to be the toughest thing you ever go through in life. Like you're going to, you're going to lose loved ones. You're going to lose people that are close to you. You're going to probably get fired from, from a, a job and you have to go home to your family and explain what happened. Uh, over half of you are probably going to experience divorce uh, at some point in your life, statistically, like you just lost a basketball game. Like if you can't pick yourself up and show up and practice the next day and compete the next day, like how are you going to handle life? And that's really what's what's most important and what um, we try to teach in our program. We just try to use basketball um, as a way to to uh, get these guys prepared for what's next. Michael, finally, just because as I mentioned, you know your your family roots with high school basketball in Indiana and with the IHSAA. You played at Indiana, I know, obviously, many years after George McGinnis. But when you talk about losing people, we lost George McGinnis today. Did you have any uh, encounter or interaction with him over the course of your career? And just your thoughts on the passing of, of an absolute legend in Indiana high school well, basketball. I mean, you, you, you said it. We, we lost an absolute basketball legend. And, um, you know, I, I was just uh, – I just saw George uh, back this fall um, – 
at, at Burn down in downtown Indianapolis. Um, you know, Woody Woody had an event um that George was at and, and I gotta spend spend some time with him. Um and that wasn't the first time I met him. And you know the thing about and you know, you've you spent time around George, like like he like that's George I mean that's George Evan McGinnis, right? And like he makes you feel like you're the big deal. Totally. Like you you know, you're you're sitting there talking and he's you know, he's telling me about um, you know, our, our team here at Ball State and how things are going and how he followed us and, you know, how, how's, how's your team looking this year? And like, dude, you're George McGinnis, like, and you're, you know, and that's just, you know, that's just who he was as the presence that he had. And, um, you know, I just, uh, feel very fortunate to, you know, had the, the few moments that I, I got to spend with George, um, and just how he made you feel, and it's that's a that's a special quality. Not everybody's got that, and and he had it. And um, you know, obviously, I think everybody knows his health has declined here uh, as of late. But an absolute uh, basketball legend, and and you got to think about when he was who he was. Like not only what he meant, um, you know, to Indiana, to the Pacers, to basketball in Indiana, but at the time that he was doing what he was doing. Um, our society was in a much different place and the, the hope and the, the, the way he handled himself, I think opened up a lot of things for other people like him, especially young kids growing up in Indianapolis. Michael, I appreciate the time. Appreciate the thoughts on George McGinnis as well. We wish you the best of luck on Saturday against Indiana state. When Eric and I are at the Pacer game on Monday, perhaps we'll be talking about, the cards moving now on a four-game win streak, or we might be talking about the tough Indiana State team as well. But I, I would, and then I'll say, you know what, Eric? Thursday night we got to watch because Ball State's going to be at Minnesota coming up, so you got to turn around on a quick one. But we wish you the best of luck on it, and, and a Merry Christmas as well. All right, thank you, Jake. You too. All right, Michael Lewis, the head basketball coach of the Ball State Cardinals.